This is Dr. Hubert, and you're listening to The Dr. Hubert Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Dr. Hubert Show. Glory to God, we have survived the polar vortex of 2021. Uh, Texas got slammed last week with uh, record-breaking cold temperatures, record-breaking snowfall, and uh, it was a push. We're not ready for this. We weren't ready at all, and uh, it was a difficult time. It's definitely a memorable time. Uh, I don't believe I'll ever forget the things that happened this past week, but uh, when I really sit back and think about it, now that we've survived and we're out of survival mode, there were some really cool things that happened. Uh, People really really, really, really surprised me. They came together. Uh, it was pretty awesome to see that uh, people love one another much more than what the mainstream media would like us to believe. Uh, people were very open to helping one another. They were very encouraging to one another. Um, and it was just awesome to see people just really reach out and, 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 and help those in need. And, um, you know, every up until this point, really, everything has just been so divided. People have just been so critical of one another and there's so much hate and so much anger and bitterness. And then all of a sudden, uh, this this record breaking cold and record breaking snowfall. And it started off literally on Friday with a major traffic accident in Fort Worth where they just had a pile up that just kept going on for hours. And from that point on, people were just in the mode to help one another. You know, no one was asking, are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? Or uh, are you black? Are you white? Are you Hispanic? Um, nobody cared. Uh, people were just literally there to help and to reach out and, and do anything they could do to help, which was one of the most encouraging things that I've ever seen. You know, no one, when the power went out for most of the state, at one point there was over 4 million people in the state of Texas that did not have power and nobody started looting or burning down things or breaking into things or destroying things. Uh, it was all about just help. How can, how can, how can we help one another? And that's, that's really from a humanitarian perspective, that's what we're here for. We're here to love one another. We're here to help one another, serve one another. And None of the other stuff really matters. And I, it was just so awesome to be a part of that. It was so awesome to be a Texan and, and see how we pull together to get through this. Because truthfully, we've seen snowstorms and we've seen cold weather, but we've never seen it for this long. Uh, typically, our snow, it'll last two days. And usually after that, it's 70 plus degrees. This lasted for a full seven days, almost eight days. We had this just incredible cold, incredible temps that were just doing in indescribable damage. I mean, billions of dollars worth of damage across the state of Texas. Everything from traffic accidents to houses flooding to pipes bursting to um, power outages, water shortages, food shortages. Uh, it just went on and on and on. And I think there's so many things we can kind of look back on and say, you know, we did a great job here. And then there's other places we're like, okay, maybe we should get a little more prepared. But what I will say, I think everyone is of the mindset that, you know, it is time to gain a little bit of independence and be better uh, for society. I had so many people reach out to me that people I've worked with over the years to either help them lose weight or help them uh, get their body to where they can physically do more and not be so dependent upon other people. I had so many people reach out and say, Doc, you know, thank you so much. I owe it all to you. I've been able to help my sister. I've been able to help my mother and dad. I was able to get them firewood or get them propane and the things that they needed. So, 
you know, at one point they were a bit dependent, but now they're not dependent anymore. So they were able to help. And that's where we all want to be. And I think a lot of other people realize just how bad a shape they've let themselves get into. Um, you know, so whenever, whenever we're in a crisis and you have to move, you're forced to move. There's no option to watch daytime TV. Daytime TV is out because the power is out and the clock is ticking because the temperature is dropping. When you're watching the thermostat go down and you know that if it gets much lower, you can't survive where you're at, but you're snowed in or you're iced in. All of a sudden, this made people move who weren't used to moving, all right? So you don't want to wait until the crisis hits before you realize, oh my goodness, my legs are in sh aren't in shape. Uh, you know, I have no conditioning. I, I, I can't really do anything to contribute to anyone or anybody. At that point, you're in a really bad spot. And uh, I, I really truly believe for, you know, for 50 plus people in Texas, that was the case. You know, their health was to a place where they just could not uh, get themselves into a better position. They couldn't help other people, but most importantly, they couldn't even help themselves. So, you know, if you're out there and you're listening to this, you got to really look at yourself. And I always say, look at yourself from 50,000 feet and see where are you at? Or if you physically had to walk a couple of miles, could you do it? If you had to walk a couple of miles in heels or the cold, could you do it? If you had to lift um, cases of water for a couple of hours to help out your neighbor, could you do it? And if the answer is no, it's time to really get serious because uh, it's time to get serious because you just never know when the next one of these things are going to happen and how long it's going to last and how bad it's going to be. But I will say, I did see just about everyone push themselves to a place to where uh, they didn't even realize they could go to. You know, they were doing things they didn't realize they could do. Uh, talked to several people that, you know, they knew they had a generator. They had no idea how to start it, but they were able to get it started. Um, it's amazing what you can do when you absolutely have to do it. It's also amazing how how creative we can get when we have to get creative, you know? So when one thing doesn't work, I don't think anybody pulled on the generator cord one time and when it didn't start, they went in and sat down and said, well, it won't start. I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'll just be cold. I think everyone exhausted every single thing that they knew to do in order to get these generators started, in order to make sure they had water, uh, saw people gathering up snow. I mean, we saw people doing some of the most creative things. And I love it when people are creative because if they're creative, they're not being critical. So people weren't being critical of one another. They were helping each other out. They were getting creative, figuring out, making sure they had water, they had food, they had heat, they had power, electricity for the bare necessities. And I think the best part of it for me was even with all that, I mean, people literally helping people get cars unstuck and pulling cars out of the ditch. I can't tell you, you know, in East Texas, you know, I always wonder why everyone has to have the biggest truck than the next guy. You know, I mean, it goes from if you have a six inch lift, I'm going to buy a 10. If I buy a 10, you're going to buy a 12. And you have these big old lifted trucks with these big tires and all this, you know, four wheel drive and big dualies and all this stuff. And I wonder, you know, what is the deal? What's the point? But uh, when something like this happens, we see the point because these trucks go any and everywhere. And the people that own them can't wait can't wait to use them in crisis situations like this. So uh, there was this was like their uh, this was like their homecoming. They got to get out and uh, show off their truck stuff and pull people out of ditches all day long and drive on the ice when nobody else could. And uh, these people really enjoy it. I mean, they had a good time doing it. So I saw people getting creative and making 
not only pulling people out of the ditch, but making all kinds of sled and sliding devices. I saw people literally using horses to pull them on snow skis. Uh, I saw people using inner tubes being pulled behind side by sides. Um, I saw one guy, he had an airboat and he was driving an airboat down out across the pasture in the snow. And, uh, I thought, well, that's just kind of a fun thing to do. And then what he was doing, he was going on these big ranches and he was busting up the water so the cow, he was busting up the ice so the cows could drink the water out of the ponds. So he was taking and doing donuts, donuts in these ponds to break up the ice to so the cows could get a drink. And I'm like, I'm sure he never thought that he would be using his airboat in Northeast Texas uh, to bust up ice uh, during a during a snow apocalypse. So just a lot of cool things, a lot of fun things, a lot of families got together. I mean, we definitely, if, if life did nothing else for a week, it did slow down. And I think we all needed that. I think we all made the best of that. People got to spend time with their kids and family and spend time with their parents and everybody kind of got involved, you know, if, uh, you know, everybody kind of brought the food that they had and what water they did have and wherever there was power and heat, that's where everybody gathered up and everybody was willing to share. Uh, I think everybody met neighbors and got to spend time with people that you just, you didn't even know, you didn't know them at all. Uh, I think in some cases we didn't know where some of these people lived and all of a sudden they're in your living room because you had what they needed, which was awesome. So, I think every door was open. Uh, I think everybody was open to share their food and share their beverages and share their time. And then um, they still found time to have fun in what really could have been just a terrible situation. I mean, it was a it was a direct hit on Texas, but I will say Texans pulled together. I uh, saw people helping each other, you know, without asking too many questions. And I think, you know, one of the most awesome parts of this was that uh, when people when people needed things, they did not hesitate to ask. And when this was going on, I thought, you know, what would the world be like if people just asked for these opportunities, if they asked for that job or to, you know, to be a part of this project and that sort of thing? Because every time I saw someone ask for anything, it didn't matter if it was propane or food or water or a ride or someone to help them pull their car out of the ditch. Every time I saw someone ask for something, there were literally 15, 20 people saying, hey, you know, I can help you. I'm over here, but I can be there in a minute. I have this. You can have it. You can use it. You can borrow it. Um, that's what this is all about. That's what life is all about. That's what we're here for. And you talk about the, the greatest sense of security is when you know you're around people who will help you um, help you no matter what, you know, they don't ask questions. They don't judge you. They don't criticize you for not being prepared. They don't, they don't point the finger or put fault or blame. They just consider themselves blessed and they love the opportunity to be able to help. And, uh, what a great place to be. I mean, this is a great time. This is a great time in Texas. I hope it's a great time in America right now. I can only speak for Texas because this is just what I've seen. I mean, I've literally seen people pull together, love one another, help one another out and people were in it for the long haul. Literally, until the sun started shining and started melting snow and, and getting driving conditions where people can move around, I mean, there was somebody there. I mean, somebody stuck by people's side until the heat did come on, until the water did come on, until the electricity came back. Um, it wasn't like they dropped some stuff off and kept driving and went on to the next one. I mean, people were genuinely concerned, passionately concerned there, and eager, eager to help. I mean, eager to help one another, which is just... Awesome. I mean, this is just 
you know, this is what this is what life should be like all the time. It's unfortunate that it takes a crisis for this to happen, but people should ask for help when they want help, when they want to better their situation, when they want to when they want to find their greatness. Ask for help. There are people that are just cannot wait to help you. Just like the guys with the big lifted four wheel drive trucks, they couldn't wait to go pull these little cars out of the ditch. I mean, this was their moment to shine. There's someone out there that wants to help you get the job that you want, get the career you want, get the house you want, get the car you want. They can't wait to help you on every single level. So, you know, really use that same intensity and that same focus and that same persistence. You know, when I think about persistence, I think about all the the little old ladies that had to go find the generator in the shed and drag the generator out. And they didn't know if they could find the generator, much less have the strength to drag the generator to a place where they could use it. And then somehow figured out how to get gas in it and get it started in order to get their power back on. Um, you know, these are people doing things that they didn't know they could do. So, so this is such as life. There's so many life lessons that came from this week as far as discovering and finding your greatness. Sometimes all you have to do is ask. You just have to ask other people who have what you want. I mean, remember, strangers have everything you want. You know, if you're trying to make money, more than likely you're going to make it from a stranger. You know, if you're trying to get a new position, more than likely you're going to be interviewed by a stranger. So, Remember, strangers have everything you want. Sometimes you just have to ask. If they say no, guess what? There's probably going to be somebody else that that is willing to help. You know, every time someone asks for something, whether it was food, water, water, clothing, heat, shelter, just a place to go, um, there were doors that were wide open. There was an abundance of giving. Um, you know, and you really realize, you know, how how. Um, how grateful we are. We're, we're just a, we're a graceful bunch of people. And I love that, you know, we love one another to the, to the level that we do because the mainstream media goes out of its way to make us believe that we hate one another. Um, they do everything they can to divide one another. They, you know, that's why we really shouldn't spend much time watching it. I think we ought to be aware of what's going on in the world, but uh, 99% of the time we should be focused on positive things that are going to help us do better, uh, help the other people do better. I mean, there's no greater feeling than being able to help someone else out. You can't tell me every one of these guys that had one of these lifted four-wheel drive trucks, they have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars tied up in these trucks. And they finally found a use for them. I mean, a good use for them. There was no better gratification for them than to drive off into the ditch, into the snow, the ice, the mud, and be able to pull someone's Prius out because they drove off in the ditch. So uh, everybody has their moment. Everybody has their thing that they love to help with, you know, for other people. You know, it was firewood. They've been chopping and cutting firewood just for the sheer joy of chopping and cutting firewood. That's not really my thing. I don't really enjoy it. I'll do it if I have to do it. But there are people who had mountains of firewood that they could donate and deliver and help people out. You know, they didn't charge anything. They weren't selling it. They were just saying, you know what? I've been prepared for this and I can help you out. And there's no greater feeling than to be able to help that person out. So uh, this is awesome. You know, we want to be able to definitely think, you know, when you see a first responder, where it's a police officer or a fireman or a lineman or anybody, you know, anybody who made sacrifices to make the world a little bit better place during this this infamous polar vortex, you definitely tell them things. Now that the smoke is cleared and life is somewhat getting back to normal, 
um, you know, tell those people things because they, they really had to get out in that freezing weather and stay out there and really not knowing how much longer they were going to have to be out there. Some of them were for solid seven days. I mean, 20 hours a day for seven days, they were out there doing everything they could do to get the power turned back on or get the water working again or uh, to save people who were stuck in houses and things like that that didn't have any resources and couldn't really help themselves. So uh, this is a great opportunity to reach out and, and really help those people or say thank you to those people. I mean, that's, you know, our gratification just, we can't say enough um, about what it means when people just band together and help one another. Uh, last week on the show, we talked about destructive behavior. Uh, for the most part, I just didn't see any destructive behavior. I saw everybody willing to help, you know, even some of the people that really didn't have much to help with. Their, their situation is so bad, whether it's a financial situation bad or physical physical conditions bad, but they were still willing to help. They were still willing to tell people, hey, come by here. I've got an extra generator. I've got some cases of water. I've got some firewood. Just pull up and grab all you want. Get all you need. You know, so this is a this is a cool time. You know, this is what the this is the healing that the world needs. And um, I hope it continues. I hope we just continue to kind of block out mainstream media and really focus on our, making ourselves better and uh, helping one another every way we possibly can because it makes this human existence so much better. And, uh, you know, we'll be back. We'll be back same time, same, to the same place next week. Hopefully we don't have any more infamous events uh, occur over the next week between the next week's show. But uh, this one... Uh, there were a lot of positives. I mean, there was nothing better than seeing better than seeing people pull together, help one another, see seeing families get together that normally don't get together or can't get together or always busy with some kind of uh, ball practice or things like that where they never get to see parents and grandparents and they just miss each other just because life has been so busy. Uh, it's amazing what eight to 10 inches of snow on the ground will do in Texas. It will make people get to their place, get to their base or home spot and just be there. And then uh, after that, after the after the shock was over, it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome to see how creative people got. I mean, whether you were being pulled by a horse on snow skis or on an inner tube with a side by side or found an old car hood and got pulled by the diesel pickup with the car hood. I mean, people found more ways to have a good time and enjoy each other's company. And uh, that's really what it's about. So definitely say thanks to all the first responders, all the line men and women out there, the, uh, the, the doctors, the hospitals, the emergency room crew, all these people, man, they, they literally, they poured their heart and soul into what they do. And uh, we need them. I mean, regardless of what the mainstream media says, we need police officers, uh, we need firefighters, we need these people, these people, you know, but, but we have to remember we need to be there for them. When they're out helping other people, we need to make sure their families are safe and okay and, and taken care of. So, um, you know, as, as rough as this was, this was a hard thing. I mean, it was hard. We had to push through. I think everyone had to live outside of their com comfort zone for a little while. And that's okay. That's that's where growth occurs. That's how we grow. I think a lot of people found and saw that they could do things that they didn't know they could do. They could survive things they didn't know they could survive. Um, even as uncomfortable as it was, it was pretty awesome uh, to see people push themselves and uh, truly be better. I mean, I think everyone now that this is this is over has a. Um, 
a sense of gratification that we survived it. We're a little bit tougher because of it. And uh, some of the relationships that are going to be made, they're going to go on forever. You know, sometimes you end up in somebody's house because your your house, your electricity failed or your water failed and you end up somebody's house you don't even know. But they're so gracious. They give you all the food, all the bedding, all the comforts of home. And uh, you didn't even know the person. And those are the kind of relationships that will last forever. And that's really what this whole thing is all about. So we'll be back same time, same place next week. God bless and y'all be safe.